Have you or anyone you know ever been emotionally destroyed by a book? Have you ever got the feels for a fictional character? Have you ever been hungover after an all-night book binge? Then pull up a seat, pour yourself a glass, and hang on to your candle. This is Drinking Ink. Hey friends, Brittany here. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to drop in with a note on our content. While books are for everyone, this podcast was created for adult audiences only. We advise listener and reader discretion as we will likely delve into difficult and sometimes triggering content often seen in literature such as graphic depictions of violence, frank portrayals of sexuality, discussion of mental illness, and existential struggle. And on occasion, some downright filthy language. It might be a lot to take in, so if you need a breather, take a break, or come back later. We'll be here for you. Hello, hello. Welcome. Yes. Becca's still going to sit there with a smile on her face being silent, silent, silent. Hello. I'll give you all a hug. I'll give you a hello for the final episode. (laughs) It's the last episode of 2022. Last episode of season one. Guys, that's insane. We made it. Yeah, we did. And we're talking about our Goodreads wrap up of the year. So exciting. Should we save Becca for last is the question. Mm-hmm. That is that is the question. I feel like Becca's going to make ours look like tiny in comparison. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I probably have the smallest <laughs> list out of all of y'all. Re- reading oh, yeah. is reading. As long as you read, you've achieved something. That is yes. true. That is very true. I mean, Yes, very much. I don't know if you would count like the reading children's books to my nephews. You can. I count my children's books. I'm sure a lot of people would track. argue about me with that. I don't keep track of how what I've read and how often I've read them. <laughs> I think kids' books count. Uh, kids' books definitely count. Definitely. I feel like it, maybe I'll do it later. Who knows? <laughs> Add it as a last minute to your list. <laughs> All right, so where do we want to start then? Do we want to start? Becca, you sent us a wonderful list to start with in uh, the Discord. So do we want to just kind of go through those points? one by one and see where we stand you can just round table it i gotta pull up my stats i had to do that too i was like oh i gotta remember how to do this and you know what i've been meaning i think one of the things i'm gonna do next year and this might be controversial but i'm gonna try and migrate all of my stuff from goodreads over to story graph because i've heard lots of really good things about it and i just haven't every time i've done the migration i've tried before i've messed it up So I think I'm going to try and do that before the end of the year, like delete all my accounts on StoryGraph and try again to migrate my stuff over and hopefully go from there. Because what I like about StoryGraph and what I've seen is that it breaks it down by genre and by the type of book that you've read. So you get like a more precise picture of exactly what your reading habits and preferences and methods of delivery are, which I think is really Mm. cool. Yeah, I uh, I've created an account on story graph but i've never actually kept up with it <laughs> Same. So that bad. is the downside it doesn't connect to amazon so when you read stuff mm-hmm. on your kindle it doesn't auto update you have to be like Ooh, add in i mean which is what i do for half the stuff i have so i mean it's not that much different but you can just export um you're reading from goodreads to story graph so you could just read on goodreads all year and then at the end of the year when you're done export all that data to story graph and it'll True. just it'll just break it all up for you so you can see it all then 
That is. That is true. That is possible. So many ways of doing it. All right. Well, let's start with number one. Number one on the list was highest reading month and lowest reading month. Let's go here. Books over time. Wait for it to load. In 2022, I had three months that I only read three books, and that was March, April, and July. And the three books in each month was Tower of Dawn, Kingdom of Ash, and Heir of the Eerie. And then in uh, April, it was Iron Widow, The War of Two Queens, and Immortel. And then in July, it was Barbarian Lover, The X-Hex, and Hook, Line, and Sinker. Wait, is it? I don't think it has the Zodiac Academy in here. I'm going to have to update this because that would mean that I had four books in July because I know I finished I know I know finished the first Zodiac Academy book. Unless I put it in the DNF category at first because I hadn't finished it. But those were my three months of my lowest books. Now, my highest book month was October and I read 30 books in October however um I would say that the majority of those books were Ice Home and The Corsairs and the rest of Ice Planet Barbarians so the ones that weren't part of the Ruby verse was Always Practice Safe Hex, The Morning Glory Milking Farm, The Kiss Curse uh, the Dragon's Bride, Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires, and the Final Girl Support Group. I love how in our very first episode that we recorded earlier this year, we had, we like, I mentioned Morning Glory Milking Farm to y'all, and I was like, I haven't read that, I'm not gonna read that, and here we are in December, like, we read that. We read that. <laughs> you two did, I didn't. <laughs> No, Mia, come on, get on that Minotaur train. Oh, uh, you I'm, gotta hear about all the ropes. I'm good. The, I'm the, good. The Thank ropey you very milk. Much. <laughs> I'm no, okay. My favorite line in that that I love talking to like the really dirty book girls about is how is the gagging situation. Oh how, yeah. He's like the first guy I've seen in literature who's like, "Don't gag. If you gag, I will gag. Please don't gag." Yeah, usually that's advertised as something that dudes really love. So. It was kind of nice to see that that wasn't, uh, he's like, oh God, no, 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 no. Please don't be sick. All right. I have mine up. Um, and before people start saying my numbers are false, uh, my full-time job is essentially to read. Uh, that's how I get away with it. Yeah. Becca's a librarian. So <laughs> yeah, I'm a writer and I'm a library assistant. So literally my entire life is just read and write. Uh, my lowest reading month was June of this year. I read 15 books. And that's the year, not the year, the month I moved in. Um, my highest month of reading was November, and I read two hundred and sixty-three books. Uh, uh, two hundred and sixty-three books, you said? Yeah. How? That's all I ever do. Is that's read. fair. But wasn't this was this before you got the job to read or after? I mean, I was already a heavy reader at the beginning of the year, and then I started my assistant job in September. So, so like, before I was a library assistant, my highest 
goal or like my highest reading was around 70 books a month still so so being sitting and sat in a in a room full of books has just increased your reading exponentially oh yeah a lot nice all right you got your stats up mia what i have so far um i will let you know because i've not added in everything i've read this year because half the time it's a paper book and i'm really bad at remembering to do anything so i'll give you what i have so far what was your highest and lowest month my highest month was january with 51 books read and uh nice my lowest month was i think it was march yeah march march with i don't even know if i read in march because it's not showing me anything in march so then <laughs> maybe you didn't read march that march be- was march was a March was a year, it was a month when I just started my, my, at the time, the job I had, that was the month I just started it. So my brain was like hyper-focused and probably also what could have happened was that I didn't, probably didn't remember exactly dates that I read certain books. I didn't log it as March if I logged in afterwards. Um, but yeah, um, my All like right. average, I guess you could say average a month was like. 15 books a month but like yeah um 51 books read in general that's decent though (laughs) i had a lot of free time in the meeting of last year like i'm surprised that i got to read that i got through 30 books like that was like wow i actually read 30 books in a month like what to me that was wild Mm -hmm. all right next question longest read and shortest read pull up your screens and your statistics i feel like we're on an episode of jeopardy book jeopardy do 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 my shortest read was neil armswan by courtney acampura acampura i believe it's like these little biography type books where historical people become animals (laughs) a children's book (laughs) how many pages it was 16 pages Ah, whole 16 pages. Yeah. My longest book was Anna Karenina. I finally read that this year. And I read it the week I had COVID and I was stuck on a couch anyway. So I was like, this is it. This is my chance to do this. So that's what I did when I had COVID. I I read Anna Karenina, which I I like the movie better than I like the book. Mm, Fair. How long is that Uh, one? Kira Knightley is gorgeous, so. It was 964 pages, but the book makes you feel more for Anna's husband than the movie does. Ah. Okay. All right. Do you got yours up, Mia? I do. All right. So my uh, shortest one was actually this month. um, The Naughty List by Ellen McGregor. (laughs) At 59 pages. That was a good little novella. That it was a, it was nice. Like got writing everything. It was it's short and sweet. It was beautiful. Who wrote it? Um Ella May or Ellie May McGregor. Oh, okay. Man, my longest book was uh, 805 pages of House of Sky and Breath by our lovely Sarah J. Mass. Mm, I, that was right. the book I had to spoil for Becca because she refused to read the ending. And I'm like, you don't want to miss the ending. You don't That ending is to. something. That ending oh. is mm-hmm. well, chef's it's kiss. Funny. It's funny because her reaction to the ending with like 
was hilarious because she's like, I missed this. What? Oh, it was great. It was <laughs> just not a Crescent City stand. I just, I can't do it. That's okay, Becca. That's okay. But you are going to read the next one now because you know that you need to, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just like the other two. I mean, I'll give it a go, but <laughs> I feel like, I feel like she's going to do like a JLA where we're going to get like a one chapter of the stuff we want to hear about and then 10 chapters of stuff we don't care about right now i hope that's not the case but if it is i'll be really disappointed i feel like she wouldn't considering she usually likes to listen to her fans so Mm. yeah but if we're thinking about spice too the way she likes to throw in that little bit of spice in crescent city where is that gonna come from given the situation we're looking at correct and we can't talk we can't talk about we can't talk about it because there are people who are listening to this podcast that I know 100% have not got that far. So we cannot, uh, we can't be the bearers of It'll the wild come, and insane It'll news. have to come from other avenues if there is that in that. Yeah. All right. My shortest book I actually just read today. <laughs> and it was uh, Ruby Dixon's The Aliens Mail Order Bride at 67 pages. It is one of the Rizdiverse novellas. And uh, I had them downloaded on my Kindle because I've been trying to get through all of her work. And I plowed through that one today. My longest book this year, which actually was a surprise for me because I did not feel like this book was 960 pages. 960? 980 pages. I did not feel like this book was 980 pages. And that was Kingdom of Ash in turn of glass it does not feel like when i look at that book on the shelf it does not feel like it is longer than house of sky and breath and court of silver flames you know why because the books are thinner pages so then it doesn't that's how they fit more into a smaller spaces because they make the, the pages thinner than typical pages also the writing is like tiny tinier than the norm other ones font wise there's lots of little things that they sneak in there to make a book um like feel like it's thinner but have more content because there's so much information um but yeah I noticed the little details for some strange reason and yeah that's why it's those little tricks they they add in that's why it didn't feel as long it would have felt longer if they had the typical print like printing size and the regular thickness of page Mm, it's possible I just know that when I saw that on my stats I was like really really kingdom of ash was longer than house of sky and breath what so i was surprised at that all right what is your most shelved book on goodreads what's your most popular book that you read this year i know mine mine was the people we meet on vacation apparently 1,785,547 people also put that book on their shelves Ooh, nice um mine was I, f- I find this funny just looking at it um mine was the love hypothesis um one million six hundred and seventy four thousand nine hundred and fifty one other people also shelved this book i probably read that book at least three times this year that's how much i love that book Aww. it's so good although love on the brain uh, i like love on the brain better than love i'm hypothesis. still not sure which one i like better they're both really good I'll fully admit it. I loved Love on the Brain better than Love Hypothesis. And that's because Adam Driver wasn't in my brain on every single page. Funny enough, I did not imagine Adam Driver 
I don't know why. I think like I kind of imagine more of like a Logan Lerman type. Um, like, you know, like Logan Lerman, Three Musketeers type. You've I don't know who Logan Lerman is, but I'll Google it. Yo, Percy Jackson. He was the the OG Percy Jackson of the like the first two movies that flopped. That's outside of my Perks. outside of my age. Oh, Perks would be Perks. a wall. Okay, yeah. Really? All right. But older. I mean, he's older now. So that's how I imagined him. Because he's Interesting. like in his like I think he's in his 30s now. Anyway, that's who I imagined. Because I could could not do Adam Driver. My most shelved book was actually my first book of the year because the narrator in the book turns 30 and I turned 30 this year. But it was The Great Gatsby with 6.7 million people shelved. That's a fantastic book. Don't what are I read it, but I've heard good things about it. I do own the book. You haven't read The Great Gatsby? <laughs> that what? was not Did one of the books. Did you go to high school, Mia? <laughs> yes. Okay, that was not one of the books that my, my class read because that was the one they used in the AP classes, one of the choices. Um, I was not in the AP class. I'm not that smart. <laughs> Gatsby's a good book, though. You I do own it. it. I do own it, and I will read it one day. Just not, nice. not right now. All right, your least goals. Yes, 2023 goals. Okay. First book of 2023, <laughs> Mia. You're reading The Great Gatsby. Oh, goodness. Um, All right, your least shelved book. What is the book that had the least amount of bookshelves? Um, mine was A Better Forever. Um, only 31 people shelved that book. I don't know if this was one I read as an arc or not, but yeah. Who wrote good. that one? Um, it was Tracy Kramer Kelly. It was a good book. It's good. Yeah. Nice, short, succinct review. <laughs> mm-hmm. was Mine was uh, Immortel uh, with 141 people who have it on their shelves to read on Goodreads. I think more people should have it on their shelves. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so good. So saying, if you haven't read Immortel by Rebecca Massey, uh, you should go and download it right now. It's amazing. The audiobook is incredible. It's so good. The audiobook's beautiful. The the ebook is amazing. The print book is gorgeous. And Becca's sitting here blushing up a storm. Like, ironically, I like Beast Mercy's audiobook better than Immortel. I haven't finished that. I haven't finished it. Danielle's but I will get, I will got a it. beautiful voice, and I started. I've started working on another audiobook that's for next year, so we'll talk about it next year. Uh, my least shelved book has zero people that have shelved it, probably because it doesn't come out until February of next year. But that's Tarados by Rebecca Massey. <laughs> <laughs> Your own book, I love it. Speaking of Minotaur flavors, I mean, yeah, Minotaur Valentine's Day speed dating. That's hey, what is going to be about? Okay, no comment. <laughs> you guys are corrupting me. It's basically what's happening. All right. So, without going into numbers and specifics, your reading goal—the goal that you set in January for Goodreads—did you meet it? Yes or no? Yes. I did. Yes. All right. Based on how many things I forget and all the books that I've written down on a piece of paper, yes. All right. So how many books? Here is the penultimate question. How many books did you read this year? Let's first start with what was your reading goal and what you ended up reading. And I'll go first. Because I know mine off by heart. I set a goal of 50 books this year. 
because I was like, I'll be conservative. I think that I can probably get, you know, 50 books in a year. And it is at the time of recording it, it is the 18th of December. I have read 120 books. So I have surpassed my goal by about 240%. I set out a goal at the beginning of the year to read 150 books. I've read 150 books at least. Um, granted, like the last, like, I don't know, the last, like with my new job, my life has essentially been chaos and there's not as much time as there used to be to read. Um, but even with that, even with like my month of a hundred of like 50 at least, because there's probably more that I'm forgetting, I forgot to like record. Um, even with that, like with that month, that helped. But yeah, I probably, if I like get my button gear for the last couple weeks of the year and uh, really like make a priority to read in my free time, I could probably read another 20 books because it's me. Nice. All right, Grand Kuba, Becca. Becca, the the insane insane one of us all. My my goal this year was two hundred twenty two books since it was you know twenty twenty two, and I obviously surpassed it. I have as of today read one thousand and forty six books. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't think either of us could have thought to get that far. Uh, I would not. That is not a number I would have guessed. <laughs> That is not a number that I would have thought possible. Um, I mean, knowing that you do include like everything you read. So like your books, children's books, paperbacks, like a young adult, everything that makes sense. Um, and I just, I love that. So what is, how far over your book, your, your goal did you go according to the good stats? It tells me I'm 471% over my goal. But I mean, in January, if you said, hey, you're going to read a thousand books this this year, I would have looked at you and laughed too. But like once I hit like 800, I was like, you know what? I have time. I'm going to hit a thousand. We're going to do it. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I love it. I remember when you, when your goal was at like 600 or something and you're like, I'm really close. I don't know if I'll get 600, but you know, we'll see. And then you ended up being like the net, like, the cup like who knows how long later you're like oh i did it and i'm 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 extending my goal i'm like of course you did of course you did it miss becca who are we kidding but i think that that's really cool i that is something that is like requires a lot of dedication to get over a thousand books read like man impressed I am impressed. I know that you can't, we're, we record our podcast over zoom. And so my camera makes me look like a washed out zombie. You can't really see how impressed I am, but I am super impressed. Like that's amazing. That's over a thousand books. And we have two weeks left of December at the time that we're recording this two weeks left. I feel like you could even easily get another, like maybe a couple hundred in there with how fast you read. (laughs) A couple hundred. I think (laughs) comfortably i would say she could probably get another 50 and maybe at least yeah i could maybe squeeze another 50 in if i was determined about it but now that i've hit this far and i've kind of hit that goal and surpassed it i'm like you know what i could just not read for the rest of the year and give myself a break and be good we just start you could also do that just read for fun too so knowing how many books you have read that is a lot of books of all of the books that you have read 
in the last 12 months, which book is your favorite? What was your favorite read of 2022? Oh, she's like pulling a book off the shelf. Like asking you to pick your favorite child. Yeah, I keep a reading journal. And I actually have a spread that I track, like, the best book I read each month. And then at the end of the year, it's like, oh, what was the best book I read this year? And I'm trying to find it. I obviously don't have Decembers yet. You're dedicated. Um, yeah, do the do it all statistically. I um, still, <laughs> ever since I read it in September, I was like, this is going to be the one. And I'm still thinking it's going to be the one because I haven't. <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to find anything in two weeks that is going to surpass it, but it was Saint by Sierra Simone. Really? Okay. Please tell me more. Why was that out of a thousand books? You read a thousand books this year. What was it about that book in particular that made it your number one book for the year? Because enlighten us. It represent, it showed mental illness in a different way. It showed it not so much as a crutch or something that's going to hold you back from life. Just the way the character really went through and, like, how he had the church help him with his mental illness. I don't know how to explain it. It was just really good. Like, it touched my soul. All right. Uh, Mia, number one book of the year. My number one book of the year. Oh, my goodness. I have to look at these. Um, opening up my um my number one book of the year, I would have to say. Uh, I'm sure I'm trying to find it so I actually get the title right. Um, I'm gonna have to say. Uh, it's like a tie between. There's like three books that like were like like. That I really, really loved. Um, where were they? Where the titles? Um, the first one, because like y'all know me, and I can't pick one because like it's asking me to pick a favorite child. Um, would be Hook, Light, and Sinker because Fox, obviously. Um, Redemption by Dr. Rebecca Sharp, and then what was that? Where was the other one? Oh, um, yeah. I'm finding it. Insta Crush by Kate um, Metter. Those three were like tied. I just, they were, they just, I, I'm a mood reader, but something has to be very like, I'd really like it for it to capture my attention fully. And these three books in different ways had me like hooked from the start that I, to the point where I did not want to put the book down because sometimes I get distracted by notifications and stuff if it's on my phone or whatnot. Um, but these books, I'm like, screw notifications, I'm reading, <laughs> you know, and those were just like, those three just like really stick out to me in all of the 150 books I read this year. So nice. Mine, I still think when I think of all the books that I read this year and yeah, I fell down the, the Ruby Dixon rabbit hole. I fell down the Sarah J Mass um, rabbit hole from a book perspective in just looking um what's the word i'm looking for objectively at all of the books that i read this year i think the witch's heart by genevieve gornichek has to be my favorite book of the year and it's not just because it was the first book that i read in 2022 but there was this was the first time that i picked up a book and like 
an afternoon went by before I realized, oh my God, like I'm in this book. And there was a way that she tells that the story, the way it's written, that just seems to, it feels very campfire Like someone's telling you this story around the campfire and it's like very spoken word, oral tradition, the way that it feels the the vibe that the book gives you it's cozy ironically enough even though it's a literally about ragnarok and how ragnarok comes to be through the the life of this one witch woman named angraboda and i like even though house of sky and breath was incredible and even though kingdom of ash was amazing this book still sticks out to me as a book that i i would read for over and over and over and over again all right, so next question. <laughs> We've talked about our favorites. Now, let's which book gave us the biggest hangover in terms of not being able to read? And I can honestly, I can answer that right now and say Kingdom of Ash. I could not pick up a book for a solid month and a half, two months of finishing Kingdom of Ash. It felt like anything I picked up, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't there like I think I picked up and put down six different books from when I finished Kingdom of Ash to like the middle of June when I decided to read that's when I decided to read rom-coms I'm like I have to get out of the fantasy genre because nothing is good enough right now I am I can't get into anything at this moment so I need something that is completely out of genre for me and that's thankfully the um, Tessa Bailey's uh hook line and sinker and uh what was the other one Oh my gosh. It happened one summer. It happened one summer. Uh, <laughs> sucked me out of that, uh, that they hangover. Do, they do well with that, don't they? <laughs> oh, they did very well. Y'all are yeah. over here touting hook, line, and sinker, but I liked It Happened One Summer more. That was actually my best book of May, was It Happened One Summer. Speaking of Ruby Dixon, my best book of January, so like the first best book of the year, was actually Nadine's Champion. I love that ketchup was so cute i cannot come and i've not read this book <laughs> he's red so she's like what do you want ketchup she calls him ketchup because he's got red skin i love it and it's amazing and he's so like he's so himbo it's not even funny like absolute himbo and i won't tell you why because it's spoilers but it's so good himbos it's so me. good it is why i think i read silver flames probably three times this year um and each time just made I don't like I I did it to myself but every time I read that book it was just like major hangover because I just I need more of Nesta and Cassian just because like them um but also because of like certain things in the ending that I was just like no um and I knew it was happening every time but I still did (laughs) because I needed it um but yeah I've like I had to find a really good book to read after those. Like <clears throat> sometimes I would end up rereading another book that I really loved to get out of the hangover so that I knew I would like the book that I was reading next. Um, and then that way I could get like to another one after that that was news so that I wouldn't continually be rereading books. But man, that book just it's beautiful, but it does things to you. It just yeah. like, that's a, that's a trip uh silver flames is, a, is an emotional roller coaster for sure it's like i, I must be a masochist because i just love inflicting pain on myself with some of these books 
All right, what about you, Becca? What book gave you the biggest hangover? I would say The Dark One by Nikki St. Crow. Okay. Elaborate. It's it was I knew it was a dirty Peter Pan, but it was way more than I expected it was going to be. And the first one, I was like, eh, it's all right. And then the second one, like, it is a wide choose. So, like, different boys kind of have a little more spotlight in each book. And the second one was Vane. And he's essentially the Asriel of, like, Neverland. And once I pieced that together, I was like, you're just a sad boy who uses anger to cope. So, I couldn't, I just, I loved that book so much. I love it. I remember you going on about that one and I'm just like sitting there like what? What just happened? I was sitting there the whole time I was like reading it. I was like what just happened? Like what is this? What is life? Even just hearing about it was a trip. I'm just like I didn't sign up for this but okay. I read a lot of things this year that I did not sign up for. Right? They were immersive uh, Agreed. They were immersive experiences I did not ask for. I shared them because I was not suffering alone. But <laughs> And then you're like, you know, share the suffering in, in your book talk besties. You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> I, gl- I I gratefully will suffer along with you, I think. I mean. Talking about, like, reading goals and what we've read and stuff. Like, in 2023, I think one of the biggest things I'd like to do next year is read more indie authors and read more obscure um fiction monster slash weird stuff like i want to read wet hot allosaurus summer and i want to read taken by the tetris block i want to read squeak i want to i want to read these things from a purely scientific standpoint because they're so i'm so intrigued by this going around book talk it's like that one sound that uh the one sound that's going around tiktok when people are like the one video was like what's that book you're reading just for research purposes <laughs> oh my gosh and um i think the first book which is funny because the first book that i'm planning on reading in 2023 is actually none of those things uh, but it is by an indie author so i do plan my first book of 2023, I'm hoping will be Until the Last Drop, which was written by Kyla Schinder, who is a friend of mine on Book Talk. Her book just came out like two days ago, yesterday, I think. Uh, and I've ordered it and it should be here like the first week of January. So I'm hoping that uh, that will be my first read of 2021 or 2021. Wow, we're going back in time. 2023. <laughs> But what do you guys want to do? What are your goals for reading or what are some of the things you want to do more, read more of in the next year? Well, if you want more monster flavors next year, there's the Carnival of Curiosities. Then there's one that comes out every month. I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just come to you back and be like, what should I read next? They're like, what's the monster flavor of the day? Uh the first book I'm really looking forward to, and it's getting close enough now that I'm like chomping at the bit for it, is The Stolen Air by Holly Black. I just, I want to see where that's going. So that's probably going to be maybe, I, I say it'll be my first book, but it doesn't come out till January 3rd. So that gives me like two days in there to read something else. <laughs> it's the book you hope will be your first book of the year. Yeah. 
I really want it. Mia? The first book that I would like to to write is um actually an indie author friend of mine from on TikTok. Um she's from Ireland and uh, I would like to I'm trying to figure out the name of her book series. So I'm put typing I'm like searching her name up cuz I have Oh, um Meraki, it's a siren story. Um and she's like I've seen it and I'm like I, I need to get this. So um <clears throat> It is a, uh, it is um, a book that I am going to get myself to read, like one of the first books I'm going to read. Um, it looks interesting, um, and it's about like sirens, and yeah, it looks looks good. So, I've been like, I want to read that. I just haven't gotten to like actually doing that, so that's what I'm going to do. All right, loaded question. What number? What is your reading goal? What are the, what is the number that you're going to put down? in 2023 on goodreads i think i'm gonna aim for 200 books next year i think that's where i'm aiming i'm gonna shoot a little higher than where i'm at right now because i didn't have my kindle and i didn't have as much uh motivation to read in the early part of the year that i have have developed over the the last few months but i think i'm gonna aim for 200 books next year yeah i want to aim for like maybe 200 250 somewhere in that in that range because like if I sit down and put and like and I stop because I'm I'm hoping to also like not be so not get so distracted all the time and like I'm trying to like basically structure my life better because it's been a little chaotic <laughs> um lately so I'm hoping to you know maybe like I think a hundred more books over the year compared to this year is completely doable um as long as I don't get like manic and like binge watch shows <laughs> All right, Becca, what are you going to set your bar to? 223 cuz it's 2023. Is that be. how you choose your is that how you choose your no, goals? Like historically no, that hasn't been it, but like more recently I'm like, well, it's 23, so we'll go for 223. I've also thought of like just getting a random spin wheel and doing like increments of 100 between 100 and 1000 and just spinning the wheel and letting it choose for me. If you do that, please post it on TikTok because I would love to see that. You know, <laughs> you know what should come up with is like, like maybe like a template for like a reading journal, so we can like keep track of our, our own books, and then also like in just like a notebook of sorts. But then also like people can also use that themselves if they ever want to. Oh, I'm terrible. I'll be honest. I'm terrible at it. There, are, there are many, many more talented people. <laughs> who make these reading journals and templates well, I mean, and online spreadsheets you can make a template you just put the template in like a bullet journal or something i am nowhere near that talented i can't i've tried to bullet journal and it's a big miserable fail i just don't have the attention span <laughs> to do it that's why i like goodreads sure. i do a I reading just, journal i need to be more organized with my reading <laughs> i do a reading journal every year um next year i'm doing something different because like i've always tracked like the best book of each month and then I'll divide it in quarterly and like compare them to get like the best book of the year which I'm gonna do next year um but next year I also have blind date with a poet so I'm going to read like a mystery poetry book like they're all wrapped already I just grab one each month and unwrap it and it's a mystery book so it's a blind date with a poet and then also next year I'm gonna track book boyfriends so each month 
I'm gonna hey. pick the I'm gonna pick the best book boyfriend I encounter each month, and at the end of the hey. year, figure out who That's was the best smart. one of 2023. That's, That's a new smart. spread. You know That's what? Let's smart. let's set a goal right now for season two. Yes. Let's let's do an episode every month. So once every four weeks or whatever, or at least if we don't do an episode, let's like remember to do an update because I would like to follow Becca and her book boyfriend journey. Yes. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, oh, you know what we should add to the website next year? Maybe, maybe but... we can do a reading tracker on the website and track where we're at every month. Yeah. Then people can see what we're reading in like, real, in, in like real in time. Real time. If you think that that's a good idea, if you're listening to this episode and you think that that's a good idea, drop us a line at our website, drinkingpodcast.com. Uh, because if you're interested in that, that's something we can definitely set up and, and get going. But I think the biggest thing, if there's any advice I can give to anyone who's like, oh my God, how am I ever going to read these many books? Like, this is insane. Whatever, if you're enjoying what you're reading and you had a good time reading what you read this year, that is all that matters numbers aren't important no you know like I didn't set it I I didn't set out to read 120 books this year I just so happened to read you know 80 books that were alien porn it just it's it's the way that the the chips fell for me this year next year I'm gonna set my bar to 200 if I hit 200 great if I don't as long as I enjoy the books that I'm reading I think that's all that matters so don't be hard on yourself either if you haven't hit your reading goals for the year because life is a bitch and shit happens and we're not always able to find the time or have access so I just want to remind everybody out there that whatever you read this year is amazing regardless but I think that's where we're going to end the episode for for today and the season oh my goodness this is the last episode of season one anyone listening to this episode I'm going to tell you Stay tuned because in January, we have some really, really amazing announcements coming up. We have some author interviews that are happening and not just like the the one interview in particular that um, we have planned is with a really, really amazing author that is really exciting and fairly popular on the TikToks. And we have a bunch of like indie authors that are, um, we have arcs and plans to read and bring on the show there we have lots of really cool things planned for next season which we're hoping to launch in february so we are going to be taking a tiny little break enjoy your christmas with your families your holidays your hanukkah enjoy the time that you're spending with whoever you choose to spend it with and we'll see you guys in the new year all right thanks for joining us thanks for listening and we can't wait to see you next year Want more from the bookish bitches? Follow us on TikTok at Drinking Ink Podcast for updates on our newest episodes, releases, and behind-the-scenes chaos, or send us an email at drinkinginkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Amazon, Google, Apple, and Spotify to get more bookish podcast fixes. You can also follow our hosts on their personal accounts located in the show notes, along with full transcriptions of this episode and more. Stay thirsty, friends.